is up, Bears fans. We are back. It's another episode of The Tailgate Show, and all the boys are here. We got our boy B. Diddy, who's all fired up. We got Air Jer, who's not fired up. Uh, (laughs) We got myself, Double A. We're recording a little bit early this week because it is Bears 100 week. Oh, yeah. All snizap. Yeah, baby. It's all coming together. What's going on, guys? Not a whole lot on my end. Just ready to talk some bears and let's knock it out. Knock it out, man. Well, the uh, the, the bears didn't waste any time uh, putting out another incendiary list <laughs> today. <laughs> um, they oh, they decided on that. Yeah, they decided to. Well, a couple of interesting things happened. First, the jersey, and we'll get into that. But secondly, they 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 put out uh, an all-time team. So they started with the defense, and they and they gave uh, an all-time player for each defensive position. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. Um, you've got some old guys. Yeah, uh, Tony was probably the most interesting name to me on that. List. I was like, yeah, he had he had a couple of solid years. True. Yeah, really I mean, you know, I, I'll be honest. I know a little bit more about it since I've been doing the Halitech Hall with Michael. Um, you know, kind of learning a little bit more. You know, if you guys listen to it, you might you might learn something too. Um, oh. but uh, <laughs> hey, we're, we're talent. We don't have to listen to whatever. Else. Oh, that's right. I'm oh, sorry. Wow. Hey, I listen you know to what? it. I I'll, listen to it. I'll force you to download it into your trailer. I'm already downloading the shit. Don't don't, don't give me that bullshit. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm listening to it now in my left ear. Oh, oh, oh. But anyway, so you <laughs> you had of course Dick Buckus in the middle and and a lot of the uh, Erlacher honks were up in arms. Um, about it, and I'm a Nerlacher honk, and uh, you know I don't have a problem with it. No, huh? Uh, it's, it's I think ta- you uh, linebacker. Whenever you put a list like that, you just put out your three best linebackers, and there you go. Well, but this is how they chose yeah. to do it. And it's flawed. I mean, it's it's flawed. Well, it's tough also because we're all we're all in on Twitter, and I think mm-hmm. most of the most of the people on Twitter are have seen Erlacher's whole career. I mean, the people right. that actually saw Buckus play every game, they're like. Lucky if they they have internet. <laughs> What's they're that old man. They're not they're not on social media like that. Defend oh. counterpoint. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. The the other right. thing is we don't really like. I know stats aren't everything, but like you go back statistically, they didn't record things like they do now. So sure. like we we could look at Erlacher's tackles or something. I don't think did they record tackles back then. I don't think it was like a. I only saw like interceptions, and there was only certain things. Well, they've gone back. They've gone back and filled in a lot of the stats. I mean, you know, they. Maybe, I believe yeah. they did record tackles. I think sacks is something that was is more of a is more of a recent. Um, but all I know is that I mean, like I said, I'm I'm a big of an Erlacher fan as anybody. He's the reason I'm I'm a Bears fan. So I'm not at all <clears throat> against Brian Erlacher. He's super close, I believe, in to Dick. To Dick Buckus, but if you put on a Dick Buckus highlight he's reel, Dick, he's super close to Dick Buckus. So <laughs> if you put on a pause, if you put on <laughs> a Dick Buckus highlight reel, it's undeniable. I mean, the guy jumps off the screen. He he's he's Dude. so ridiculous to watch. With I don't want to like hear that. Nobody right. said shit. 
Like I said that name in front of my kid the other day. He was eight mm-hmm. years old, and he started cracking up. I'm like, <laughs> I said, I said, son, he was so badass. Nobody even joked with him about that name. He, he right. was just like, oh, damn. Yeah, you know you're tough when you don't when your name is Dick Buckus, but you don't go by Richard. Yeah, he was he was a beast, man. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what I'm saying is that he put fear in the people. Erlacher was great. Erlacher was not the, and we've talked about this before, but he was not the kind of guy that just blew up the game, intimidated people. You know, I mean, Buckus was out to like end people's careers. You know, uh, uh, Hal, yeah, Hal was talking about the, the that you know they were calling timeouts in a game they were losing, so Buckus could could hit the Minnesota center again because because he just wanted to. Like it, it's a good argument either way in our history because you had Buckus who was arguably the the best at his time, right? Mm-hmm. But you had Erlach who came in and he he was made for this system, but not not only that he made the system. He was like the quarterback of of the defense back then, and mm-hmm. he he was always in position to disrupt the game. So just because he's not going in and blasting people every play. He he was in, he covered like I mean his coverage skills were great. Well, that's he, my argument. My ar- the argument I made today is that <clears throat> I don't think that Buckus could come close to Erlacher's ball skills or his coverage skills. But <clears throat> I don't think that Erlacher had the ability to rush the passer like Buckus or had the aggressiveness or the hard hitting ability either. But Erlacher was not a hard hitter. He was a sure tackler. He would bring guys down, but he's not a guy that that you would watch him hit and go ooh like. No, but you know, once he got Briggs, you in his grasp, was a big you, were, you were going down. Of course, of you know course. You know what I mean? When he when he wrapped somebody, that was right. his power. That was but his he power. Was, you know what I mean? He was a like, short tackler, but when De- when Buckus wrapped somebody, he spun them around and tried to kill them. Oh yeah, like dude, I'm not. I mean, I'm not taking sides. I I think right. I would think Buckus too, but I'm I'm just kind of playing right. devil's advocate with. Right. Agreed. You know he he. It was different. It was a different impact. It's a different. It, it's a different system. But it, I mean, it, it, he was the franchise. You right. But and you know I mean? think he was. He also uh, Erlacher suffers from playing in an era when there was guys like Ray Lewis and you know Zach Thomas. And it's not like there weren't good linebackers when Buckus played, but not like that. I mean, you know, it. So it's it's one and one A. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, these lists and what they do is is get people talking. And um, I think that's a better argument because they, those. Sorry to interrupt you, but no, those are two players that played in the same time frame. Right. So like a Ray Erlacher argument, I think would be a better argument than the Buckus Erlacher situation. Well, but you you just I mean you look at a guy who had that kind of longevity that Erlacher had. And neither one of them won a championship. Both of them had a lot of Pro Bowls, Erlacher and Butkus. You know, I mean, there's a lot of similarities to their career. Um, you know, so it's interesting. I mean, you have Richard Dent, who nobody would argue with. Steve McMichael, I don't think you're going to hear any argument. Dan Hampton. Uh, Doug Atkins, I don't really know a lot about. He's an old, older player. Uh, Fensick, I mean... I don't know. I, you look at safeties, and he obviously was there for a long time and was very good, and then a couple of old linebackers. Uh, and then Charles Tillman, you know, who I don't think anybody would argue with. 
Uh, but I agree what you were saying, Jared. They should have just defensive line, linebackers, safeties, and DBs, and then you don't have to yeah, play you that. Just, you don't have to play devil's advocate and be like, oh, well. But on another note, I think it also – there's the, that's the bad side. But the good side is it brings light to players in their positions that maybe the casual fan is not aware of. And it's like, hey, why right. is this guy there? Let's go look him up. Right. Well, and that's, what was, like, one of the first player that you were like – Damn, why aren't they on there? For me, it was Lance Briggs. I would say Lance had a, had some really good years, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. I think you could probably make a pretty compelling argument for Lance over, you know, Joe Fortunato. I mean, you know, it's just a different. It's just a different, uh, different eras, and and I think um, Pompey and Pearson, you know, definitely. At least from what I've seen with studying the 100 list in general, I think that they really took into account what these players were in their era, you yeah. know, and and the same way that you do in a Hall of Fame argument, you say was this player the best during the time that they played because it's very hard to compare eras, and so you know, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is the Bears have the most Hall of Famers of any team. And, you know, it, it's because there was many eras of Bears football where linebacker, they had the best running backs and the best linebackers in the game. You want to start talking about wide receivers and quarterbacks, and we don't got anything. But you want to talk about linebackers and running backs, and there were, you know, era after era where the Bears had the best and, you know, possibly even multiple best. You know, and that's that's decade after decade after decade of those positions. So, you know, that is what it is. But kind of interesting. So then the other thing that happened, which was kind of weird, which uh, is that possibly the um, throwback jersey that uh, was supposed to be announced at the Bears 100 was leaked uh, online by Dick Sporting Goods. Dick Lakes. A lot of talk, a lot of dick talk tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, well, we are recording. Oh. As someone who manages a place, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you 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 got that managerial mindset, so like, sure. you got to employ that. Like, open the wrong box like a month or two too early, right? They probably had him in. They were probably gonna release him after the announcement, but like, he just didn't follow protocol there, man. He just threw him out on the floor. And because I, I went on their website, I went on the NFL shop, and they're not there. Right. It, that's when it's supposed to be there. You know what I mean? It, it just somebody's getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it is. It, it it did seem like they definitely like filled up the whole rack. It wasn't like just a couple. It wasn't like, oh, would you open that box for Todd? You think, you, you think McCaskey <laughs> fired down there and like? Yo. No, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, at the end of the day, all it does is build more buzz. Right. Like, I think, you know, what now do you, you got to think of the jersey itself. I mean, of the design. I don't like white jerseys. I'm a fat guy. White jerseys on fat guys don't, don't work out too well. Sorry for your Brian Cox jersey, Jer, but. Uh... <laughs> white jerseys are rough if, you, if you're going out live with them to a game. Like, right. Every white jersey I've had, it's not just like something you can just throw in the wash and clean stain. It's like one of those, like something stupid. <laughs> like, yeah, that, to keep them nice. Man, I got ca- I've had ketchup on here for ten hours. It's yeah. done. <laughs> to keep a white jersey nice is impossible. You, you can't just like throw bleach on it. 
No. That's that's my issue with them. And I hate ketchup too. I don't know why I use that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I mean the overall design. I was just like, ah, it's it's cool, I guess. But and I'm sure they'll it, they'll get my money. But I think I wish they would have seen the city. I would the like city to jerseys s- that were. I, w- yeah. I would like to see that design on navy though. I somehow like. If they did that with the, the navy orange jerseys with the extra stripes, even though that wasn't a jersey, that would look tight. Those those blue and oranges are those right, are but it's supposed to I, be I the, it's supposed to I be the, the throwback alternate. I mean, it's not. I mean, I wish that they would loosen up and make more uh, alternates like the NBA. I mean, Jared, you mentioned the city jersey. The the idea was just kind of floated out there, and those are really I cool. I mean, they really they put dope. out and especially they put with out the, the hats. Yeah. Right. I mean, maybe they will. You know, I like you our know. regular unis, man. They're classic as hell. Like that, and I like they, the they, 40s. But they've always like kept the it for. Uh, I'm just saying for our fandom, they've yeah. always they never altered it. You know what I mean? It's just my, always been. My major criticism is that they decided to keep the modern numerals with the classic stripes. Like if you look at the old picture of the of yeah. the jersey, it's got an old school kind of rounded numeral. With some with orange and blue on it, and you know it's probably like it was you know it would be like a layered like tackle twill on it. Well, they put the that damn crooked fifty two because the you know, you know, it, font is like is like stupid and it's crooked. And the, you and know they, what would fix that problem? Hmm. You Sorry. have Nike takes care of the regular the regular jerseys, mm-hmm. but let Mitchell and Ness do the throwbacks. Because they, they, they do them accurately. Yeah, I'm sure Nike will just loosen that up and go ahead and get handled. No, I'm just – if you if you look at Mitchell and Ness throwback, if they, they would do I the agree, numbers exactly course. how they were back in the day. Like everything would be – So then you want – so basically – right. So basically you want a $170 jersey to be a $300 jersey is what you're saying? Because all that Mitchell and Ness stuff is not cheap. Right, so I mean it's, it it's, keep, it's keep on it, keep point. It I mean, you can always go to the hey, old. You want D- it? You want it on point? You're gonna have to pay if you want it on point. Hey, you can go to DH <laughs> DH Gate. It's those are like thirty bucks. They look pretty damn good too. The old. Just try the DH. NBA shit. Just make make them digital. You can design them yourself. You can it's like the same jerseys. You. They just come out of a different door in China. No, you said digital jersey. The NBA, like they, you can actually put the name in it. So oh yeah, yeah. Change the theme. So just just do that. You can even put right. your own name on the pack. <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty awesome move. <laughs> so, the best one yeah. I, the, best, the best customized jersey, though, I was in Giants Stadium, Bears Giants, a couple years back. Dude had a 42, and the last name was These Nuts. <laughs> that, that was his customized The best Bears, one I saw Bears was at jersey. the Combine a couple years ago. And the jersey literally had nameplates for every Cleveland Browns quarterback. <laughs> oh yeah, well they had that that, that one was that was so in that, good. that display window forever that they would take the uh, the picture of every year and they they'd add another one to it and it just kept going and going and going. It was like 40 names, you know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I have a picture of it, so Detmer and you know, I mean, you could do that with Bears quarterbacks too. Mm. And Jersey's having Jersey's having such a gamble too. Like yeah, I've never been a big buyer of jerseys, to be honest. But I do, I, I do. I was saying the other day that I would actually think about buying a Trubisky White Sox jersey. 
because uh, he looked pretty good in that uh, they went, you know, the, the whites, all the Bears went out to the White Sox game, and Trubisky threw down the gauntlet on the uh, on the Chubb challenge, and he did it with the whole offensive line. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, he didn't have to go point at his offensive lineman across the stadium. They wanted to be right next to him. Yeah, yeah, they were all like friends and Funny went to the game is. together. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, that right? was yeah, that was really cool to see. The best parts about that were, number one, that that 16-ounce beer looked like a fucking Dixie cup in Kyle Long's hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big dude, man. It's a huge dude. And then, I don't know, a lot of people didn't notice, but not only did Trubisky pound it, but he flipped it over his head, the cup, <laughs> like a like a champ. Uh, and then he did, you know, he did the um, the first pitch with the whole offensive line in front of him. Which was a little high and uh, a little high and outside. Um, <laughs> but At least it was, didn't hit a cameraman like that one chick did. Right? Yeah, didn't hit, <laughs> <laughs> didn't hit the cameraman. But man, we could have done a podcast on that if that happened. Like I think it was, uh, I, I think it was Fishbane or. Uh, who pointed out that that uh, James Daniels uh, lined up at guard <laughs> for that? I was like, old, old habits die hard. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was cool. I mean, it was cool to see. You know, I mean, it's it's the kind of thing that you know, it's just another kind of you know, sort of un- team unity thing that's uh, that's been happening, which is pretty cool. Um, and, you know, he's come a long way, Mitch has, from being booed at the Bulls game after he was drafted. I mean, if you remember that, he went to the Bulls game shortly after he was drafted, and they put him up on the Jumbotron, and he got booed. <laughs> so, have you know. In Chicago. A lot of quarterbacks have been booed in, in that city. Yeah, I mean, they never, you know, nobody's even seen him play. Like, you know, like, it's just. You know, I mean, they felt like, uh, you know, number two overall pick. I mean, you, you could, you could, you know, you can. The uh, Glennon one was that. worse, though. Yeah. <clears throat> what? Oh, Glennon getting booed? Yeah. Glennon. Even, yeah. When was that? Every time he stepped on the field, pretty much, I'm going to guess. Dude, I think I think <laughs> he got booed at the Cubs game, too, when he threw out the pitch. Right, but you were, I mean, it. I would say that by and large, there were more people who were foolishly excited about Mike Glennon than were about nah, Mitch Trubisky. Not, yes, not, not fans that watched training camp, like like no, followed the I'm team saying training camp right after pre-season. the signing. You're talking right after the draft pick, before we saw anything from Trubisky, right after the nah, signing. Man. I, I wanted to keep Hoyer. People, people went out and bought Glennon jerseys. Uh, dude, to I, keep, did you just say you wanted to keep Hoyer? He did. The guy that didn't throw any touchdowns? Would you rather games? have Hoyer or Glennon knowing what you know now? Well, what I know now, I would rather not have either one of them and have Chase um, Daniel. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> like if, if you had to choose one to, to be your QB for the team. Yeah. Uh, that's like we don't have to have which that pile of dog got, shit would you like the most? I don't know. The bigger I just thought, pile, I mean, smaller yeah. pile. It's just nice to not I, have to. I get what um, you're saying. It, it's, I get I'm what not, you're saying because the offense at least moved in that era with Brian Hoyer. Yeah, I get in it. The, but in this in this offense, where are you really going with him? No, I get that, him. but I'm just whatever. All right. Right. It's, I think you're just stuck in I, your Patriot fandom. No, yeah, you love the Patriots. There. You are a Patriot fan today. Here we go. 
<laughs> I went to joint Bears Patriot practice, so I just got to see both teams practice All back right. then. That's the reason I was there. I can't. I actually can't stand the Patriots. Got a lot of good autographs too. The same hatred I have for the Yankees with the Patriots, man. (laughs) The the Bears. The Bears did. The moving on. The Bears did make a roster move. (laughs) Uh, They signed T.J. Clemmings, formerly of the Vikings. Uh, He's 27. He's appeared in 41 NFL games with 32 starts over four seasons with the Vikings and Redskins and Raiders most recently. Selected by Minnesota in the fourth round of the 2015 draft out of Pittsburgh. Clemens started all 16 games as a rookie at right tackle. He was part of an offensive line that helped Adrian Peterson lead the NFL in rushing with 1,485 yards. Uh, Clemens faced 15 games with 14 starts at left tackle for the Vikings in 2016, taking over the job after veteran Matt Khalil was placed on injury reserve September 21st. Anyway, uh, our Dead boy man walking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Garbage. Well, I mean, it, trash. I guess. I mean, you know, they didn't have around. a, you they didn't have a, like he's like a future hall of famer though. I'm just reading the I'm just reading Larry Mayer's article uh, on ChicagoBears.com. So sure they're gonna puff him up a little bit. Oh, poor old uh, Tommy yeah, Gold. Yeah, you're here reading Lunch with Larry now, huh? That's right. I love Lunch with Larry. <laughs> that's good. That's good company man stuff. <laughs> I remember I'm, gonna have my, minute. I'm gonna have my dream dinner party with Chuck Sorsky. And uh, Larry Mayer, oh, and uh, who else? Uh, Hawk Harrelson, and <laughs> we'll have uh, 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 who? The Pat Farmer. It'll just be like the pure Chicago sports company man luncheon. <laughs> so you remember before, like before social media, like the Bears website was the go-to, unfortunately. Yeah. And there was there was some shitty seasons, and Larry was always like the company man to like he wouldn't even ever ask a hard-hitting question of course not we didn't we didn't have access like we do now you know what i mean so that no. was it i remember like messaging him on the because you used to be able to like reply to things i'm like you are such a homer bro it's just like the team was his job. It, i know but like it just back then it sucked he's got, that was he's just, got like, your only your gig he's like oh i get to write fluff articles for oh yeah Right. He's, he's Bears senior writer. Like, I don't even know if he works for anybody else except for the team. Back then, he was like PR, too, dude. He, like. Right. But you also have to remember that every. Seen that way. Right. But every columnist in town, you know, from the Rosenblums, you know, to uh, everybody was, was, you know, doing slam pieces on the Bears, too. <laughs> so, like. That's what was needed, though, man. Like okay, but but that's the balance, you know what I mean? And and it wasn't it wasn't like it is now, where every you know uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry or it wasn't even like that two years ago. I mean, let's be real. Right. Two years ago, it was like about about to write an article. We were tired of the fucking negativity in the press two years ago. It's true, but I but I'm about to write an article for the network. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that good network. But oh what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that they've had to become teams in general, and the Bears in general have had to become a lot more uh, transparent and a lot more uh, adept at kind of dealing with all these different opinions and 
things from all different sources. I mean, you know, every Diddy, Jer, and Double A can throw a podcast up and start, you know, saying whatever the hell they want, and you never know what kind of experience or exposure something like that can get. You and get so, up to five figures of exposure. Hells yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying these conversations. We should probably try a pod, man. We should. <laughs> we should if we if we have time. I don't know. It's just. You think anybody will listen to it? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, who, oh, would? who cares? <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean seriously, I think they've had to change a lot. If you if if you come out with these, uh, you know, uh, total fluff pieces that are just easy to cut down, you know, it's not going to be good for you. I mean, well, you know, you're looking at a guy like I mean, let's just take a look at Johnsy. Mm-hmm. Johns, I mean, he's no longer writing for a city newspaper. He's writing for the Athletic. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's a reason why, you know what I'm yeah, saying? The athletic is. There's got to be some, you know, there's got to be some freedoms there that he doesn't normally have in a in a city newspaper environment. Also, there's probably some financial reward there too. Johnson's been killing it though. I mean, oh, really? Athletic. Yeah, he's. Well, yeah. I mean, I think ultimately the 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 big newspapers sometimes in the Tribbert they're they're just shrinking. I mean, they're they're shrinking yeah. and shrinking. So. You know, you to some extent you got to get out while the getting's good, and that's what he did. I mean, it's like you either you know sit around and wait till wait till the whole thing gets gets uh, eliminated. I mean, well, the dangerous thing for for other for the newspapers and stuff, the Athletic picking up Johns kind of gives a nice bridge in between. There's a lot of analytical guys there, like Durkin and Fishbane, so like Johnsy kind of. Gives you another flavor I, on their network. I wonder, which is, and I, he's he's bringing it, man. I, I wish I and could Pop ask him this. Too. I wish I could ask him the question of, since his move has, has his has his access to the team been changed? You know, is there less access than there was before? No, they probably they have access. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. I, I, if I was to I ask a question, that would be the question. I would be honestly surprised. I don't think that the Bears have – in fact, I know that the Bears have zero loyalty to the Sun-Times. <laughs> like, if anything, they'd probably do a little dance if the Sun-Times folded. I'm, you know, there's there's not – there's no love lost between them and the, and the paper. So, you know, I mean <clears> – and you look at the Athletic, the Athletic – it's just about sports. So it's not, you know, they're not out to to take shots the way that the Sun-Times did and has in the past because, you know, the Sun-Times for a long time, you know, was just one of a couple of outlets in town. So they kind of acted with impunity. And, you know, think about a paper, too. Like, I don't, my whole life, the first, I just flipped through to I get to the sports section when I used, when I used to get the papers. Now you just... It's on your phone. They, they're doing good stuff, man. Like really good stuff. Right. Well, and, and, and the one I'm saying is though that the athletic just exists simply for that. So the Bears would have no, there'd be no incentive for them to, to close themselves off to that type of thing. I mean, they're not, you know. But what the Bears are doing and what they continue to do is they continue to produce and control a lot more of their own content. That's what right. you're seeing. So if there will be limited access, it will be. Uh, you know, limited for everybody, just like we've seen at the OTAs where they're told, okay, you can't talk about this. You can talk about that. It's going to be very interesting to see at training camp this year. I, I won't, would not be surprised if the bears, 
get more serious about controlling fans, uh, you know, putting out content and live streaming and things like that from training camp this year. They've been pretty laid back about it. Like when I was there, you know, last year and, and Greg Braggs, who, you know, kind of became famous, you know, Twitter famous for putting his videos up from training camp. Nobody said anything about it. I think it would be, I mean, knowing the layout, I think it would be really difficult to do anything about it. I mean, you can't, I mean, you were at, uh, I mean, obviously you were at the combine and and they were, I was at, I was at, Camp too, right? But I'm saying, like, how how did they police it at the combine? I mean, oh, if well, you're kind of set in sections, and people are literally watching your section, so it's like quiet environment. If you were loud, if you were talking, if you were anything, and as soon as you flipped your phone up, for the most part, you had to kind of hide it. <laughs> so I'm like, saying they could I got do Barclays the same thing 40. I mean, I managed to get Barclays 40, and then I got some footage of uh, the linemen there, but it's not easy, you know. I know. I'm just saying I think they could do that at camp. I mean, you know, there's What there's was only... that lineman's name, man? Just say it. Hmm. Mike McGlinchey. Oh. <laughs> I love that McGlinchey character. <laughs> No, but I'm saying uh, I think that they could do it because I mean, you know, I've only been to camp that one time, but most of the activity of the offense happened on that one field. There's those seats with the shade, and that's where everybody wants to be in those risers with the shade, and and they could easily have security just standing there watching the crowd, and you know, basically like you pull your phone out for and you look like you're filming, we're kicking you out of here. You know, I would I hope mean, that wouldn't happen. Cause I would hope it wouldn't happen too, but you never know. You know, if it, it they don't necessarily want offense being filmed, and I mean, I don't know. If it didn't happen last year, it might not. But I could also see it going the other way, and I certainly hope it doesn't happen, because um, that that was really fun. I mean, to see what was going on at camp, and you know, um, be a part of it, kind of from afar, and then you know, actually going there and. And, and doing that as well. So I hope it doesn't happen, but they're very strict about the reporters doing it. In fact, a lot of the reporters were, you know, jokingly putting up like bad drawings of what was going on at camp because they're not, the reporters aren't even allowed to take stills. That, that was put, pretty awesome though. The drawings. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was Fishbane that was putting up like, like bad uh, stick figure sketches of like, here's Anthony Miller who looks good catching a pass. <laughs> Like but, raindrops you know, in the top. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A little sun, <laughs> a little sun. Um, but yeah, I Friday mean, it's a good time. I just hope they don't try to change it. In my opinion, what do you think, Brian? We just we were having this conversation trying prior. To fire me up again. I'm I am trying to fire you up. Yes, yeah, that's, that's come on. Let's move it. Shit. Let's move it like like who? who yeah, I'm just all right. Let's so move it I, like the Patriots I, I, do. You got to understand my. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a cool setup what they have. They have it right behind the stadium, and then they have an indoor Ooh. facility. Ooh. It's the way they have that place Ooh. designed Ooh. is pretty cool. Who's they? Who's that? They built their own little city there. The freaking loser Who's Patriots. They? The yeah. Patriots. Oh, oh, them. Oh. All right. They have a pretty imagine, cool setup. Um, imagine living near a team you absolutely hate that just keeps like 
every like the Colts. Like, yeah, I know how it is. Okay, so you get it. Yeah, I, I've never been to Colts training camp. The Bears were there, dude. It was joint. <laughs> that was the closest I've been to training camp. But if I was coming out for training camp, the reason I was I said Hallis Hall, <laughs> I want to see Hallis Hall. I think that would be dope for a fan. It's, you wouldn't want to park there. It's three hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they would. Yeah, it's three hours from uh, from Bourbonnais probably to Hallis Hall. Do you think you don't think they would get more of a crowd? Well, I don't know how big. I don't no, know how big the, the, the Hallis Hall is like nestled in amongst the woods and you know a bunch of rich people's houses and you know lake forest is 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 completely different bourbon a is are they is, up to the same amount of fields now as lake forest though it's just, just different house hall is like a is like a compound like a like you know whereas bourbon a it's, it's a small university it's it's very open it's central illinois everything's really flat there's not a ton of like trees everywhere blocking everything in there's you know the roads and the and the yeah, expressways yeah. and everything are really easy to get you know around like it's just you know it's just it's just a whole different thing and and as i was saying uh, before to reiterate is that it's it's got a boot camp summer camp you know no frills no luxury they they you know you see the guys coming down with their playstations and their TVs and stuff because they're staying in the dorms of uh, you know the university there the uh, what's the name of it Jared Olivet Nazarene yeah Olivet Nazarene which is not some I mean I guess you know it's a private school but it's not a fancy campus no um, by any stretch it's- of the imagination. And the best thing about it is it's centrally located, and it's for the fans. I mean, really, as much as it's for them, the access the fans get. Right. I don't think you would pry. You couldn't do it for free. In at House Hall, you just couldn't. You would have to charge. And then what does that do? That that prices your fan base out. Why would you have I mean, to charge? Well, first of all, you'd have to pay for parking. You'd have to pay for. No, you wouldn't. They, they, oh, well. Have you been to Chicago? Oh, no, you haven't. Just wait. I'm, You'll see. <laughs> These no, NFL I, teams have a lot of money, just, man. They open the, up the, the, when I went to the, the joints, they, the parking was free. The entry fee was, there was no entry fee. I'm just telling you, man. And they, they pack got, the they've got a great setup. The city thrives with it. They have a great time with it. The bars love it. Um, I mean, yeah, I literally, hey, you're done by noon and, yeah. It, what do you do? You go it out feels and like uh, it feels like a county fair, like a you yes. know, kind of like a very like just kind of low key, like you know, oh yeah, oh look over there, what's that over there? Oh, it's the Chicago Bears training camp, and you know, and, and, it, and they got like a few things set tower, up, man. Yeah, like it's just I don't know, it's cool. I mean, you uh, after do you guys go to the sock up after that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, what else? There's one I just, I just want to be like the Patriots. So. I just think it would be cool to have it at Hallis Hall. You're going to where they actually like train, like for a fan from a fan's. Ah, eh, whatever. You get maybe, maybe. Well, just you, go ahead and you just want bury, that good old a whole town. That's great. Way to go, Diddy. I mean, I just think, <laughs> personally. Personally, if they did anything with it, what what I would think would actually be cool is if they had that type of those facilities closer to the stadium, because there is a lot of room around there. It's all parks and stuff. But, you know, 
that would be cool. I mean, Hallis Hall is where it is for a reason. It's not it's not in the middle of everything. It's not in Chicago. It's up north. It's in the woods. You know, it's it's away from things for a reason. Um, and so <clears throat> I, I wouldn't, you know, if they were going to do something kind of similar to what the, the Blackhawks have done, which is they moved, and the Bulls now, because the Bulls used to have all their stuff up north, um, and they moved it all right around the United Center. And, and you know, they've put a lot of uh, money into the area around there, which isn't a particularly great area. And they built this, you know, these huge practice facilities and, um, you know, all this type of stuff. And, and Is there it's a better cool. turnout? Uh, it's not the same. I mean, they don't. Well, like, yeah, I'm just, was it better for the team, though? I think it's better for the team. I mean, you know, and you go to now you go to the United Center for either thing. And it, it just it feels like, oh, you know, like you know, because what it used to feel like was a stadium in the middle of the ghetto. I mean, to be honest, you know, like there's and now it's starting to crop up to have more things around it and it's building the area up around it, you know, and Soldier Field is is a cool stadium, but it's in the middle of a park. Yeah, it's part of the parks you know. department, so it's not right. like I know. So it doesn't feel like you're on like a cool, you know, one of these cool like sports campuses that all these cities have now. You go, I mean, I haven't been to Indianapolis, but I've been to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh, you know, it's like you're right there. Everything's right there. You know, the hockey arena, the football stadium, the baseball stadium are all really cool, and they're all right next to each other. And and it's cool, you know. It would be awesome if, you know, if uh, if they ever did something like that in Chicago. I mean, I don't it's know. Like Kansas City set up where you've got the Arrowhead and Kauffman stadiums right there, and mm-hmm. it's outside of it's kind of outside of town enough to where whenever you come off the interstate, literally you're pulling right into their lots, and you don't have to deal with a lot of city traffic. It's uh, well, I think that's probably how it is usually that- the most convenient. As far as, like, I've been to a few stadiums. That was, like, easily the most convenient on and off to just right. go in, throw down, pick up, and leave. And well, I think, the atmosphere's uh, good. I think that's how it is out in Arizona with the Cardinal Stadium and the um, Coyotes and the Suns Arena is out right. in Glen, Glendale, Arizona, and that's all kind of out there. So, I mean, I don't know, whatever it, it is, what it is, but I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to them doing something like that. As long as it doesn't lose that feel, because I, I, w- that was one of the things I loved most about it was it didn't feel like it was like this huge deal. Like it was just like, Oh, there's the bears practicing over there. You know, you yeah. really can kind really of relaxed. Out. Yeah. You can reach out and touch them and, and it's not, it doesn't. It's not a big stressful, and I just feel like if you move it up to Hallis Hall, that's a whole different atmosphere, and it's got to be. It would have to be more strictly managed and run, and, and and so I don't know. I mean, they may end up doing it. You never know. Um, but traffic in, traffic out. Oh my God. No thanks. <laughs> I mean, well, especially for you. I mean, for you, it, it's it's so much easier. I mean, for. You know, for for me up in Skokie, I got to go all the way through the city anyway, and I mean it's certainly right. it's certainly a hike. Um, uh, well, whatever. I mean, you know, I, it. I just think it'd be cool to see a practice at Hallis Hall. Right. Well, don't they have some of that? Don't they? Don't, don't they? Don't they run some kind of 
practices up there sometimes that people get to see. I don't know. I could be. I'm not. I'm not, sh- I don't, I'm not sure. They let it. Do they let the public in? Oh, I don't know about the I don't, public. I don't think so. No, it's all press. Yeah. Well, have they announced who they're doing the joint practices with yet? No, this I year. I haven't I don't seen know if, it yet. I don't know if they no, are. I think they've announced that. I mean, maybe they're going to do uh, joint practices with uh, Manchester United this year for <laughs> Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur. Wow. Well, they had, didn't they have talk about, wasn't there talk about it's normally the, the week three team? Is that correct? Or yeah, that would be Andy. Okay. Because mm. we have uh, preseason week three is Indianapolis. Hmm. So... There you go. Damn it, they might have me at fucking... Uh, <laughs> might have to go to Terre Haute. God damn it. <laughs> Dare. <Get> no. Yourself, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that, that blew up right in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You can go out there and hear old screaming uh, lineman boy. <laughs> <laughs> You can judge his judge his screams. Pause. So what else? Anything else? Anything else going on? Really wide see. receiver. You, there was an article that Brian put up in our chat. Oh yeah. Uh, Fishbane's article. Yeah. The, the, he was he was talking about how we've only had 15 seasons with a thousand yard receivers in our team history. Yeah. That's an ugly fact. And just the fact that we finally have depth and going through the guys like Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, Cordell Patterson, um, Riley Ridley. Like who? <laughs> this is a this is stack, man. I think those are the ga- the guys that are going to stick. But like then you got it's going to be Williams Hall, Marvin mm-hmm. Hall, or Manuel Hall, Tanner Gentry, Thomas Ives, Taquan Mizell. Uh, I don't know, man. Tanner Gentry. I think that, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, Thomas Ives, Tanner Gentry starting day one. Day one oh, starters, Thomas Ives, that, Tanner Gentry's. I had to do that just to fuck with you, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's, really be, it's really between Wims Hall, the two halls and Wims. The yeah, next coming of Joe Jervicious. <laughs> <laughs> like Crebet wow. or Welker. There you go. Hey, man. Flavorman. Yeah, well, shit. I mean, oh, here's a good question. How many 1,000 yard receivers do you think the Bears are going to have this year? Zero. Two. I think one. I think it's Allen Robinson. I think it's zero because the ball will be spread around too much. Robinson and Gabriel. You think Gabriel, huh? I think they both have the potential to. Did you even, I don't know, did you even mention Anthony Miller? I think you skipped Anthony Miller. He led the team in touchdowns last year. I would give it. I would did, venture. It, yeah, that, that's a good point. But I don't know who was further ahead in the offense. Like, they, I know there was a lot of talk. Miller still has. Miller is missing the OTAs. He's not going to be back till training camp. So he, he's he's watching from the sidelines. But I, I don't think I, you have to worry think, about motivating that kid. That no, kid I'm not, I'm not saying that. But they they were saying like. He can go out and beat. He can go out and beat his man every time. It's about the timing, though, and being where you're supposed to be. He was still working on that. 
I wonder how so, that changes this year in year two of the offense. If I hope it Trubisky does. I mean, makes with his skill set, yeah. Miller's going to be our. I think Miller's going to eventually be our one. Eventually, but I think I think Gabriel's going to probably start this season mm-hmm. as the two. Well, they did. Uh, one I, of there was there hasn't been a lot of talk about him, man. But he 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 was pretty damn good last year. Well, yeah, he was. He's fast as fuck. Yeah. That's well, the I fun would... part with the other uh, Emmanuel, not Emmanuel Hall, but the other Hall that Marvin. we got from Marvin Hall that we got from Atlanta. There, That's going to be a foot race. I mean, I've talked about this for like in three shows. I want to see him line up and run a 40. <laughs> Just line him up. Say, who, who's the fastest motherfucker here? Let's what go. Was, what what um, Fishbane was alluding to that you, you may see because um, – Emmanuel Hall hasn't been at like participating OTAs, so they they may put him on IR, kind of redshirt him. Oh, okay. That way, that way they don't lose him if they if they cut him. I don't know if that's that that he may be digging too deep there. I don't know what the situation is or why he hasn't played yet, like just at the practices. But um, it could just be between Wims and, and Marvin Hall if if they, they make that move. Which, you know, that's a discrepancy in player, too. I mean, I think Wims takes your Allen Robinson role, and Hall would take your Taylor Gabriel role. Hall would contribute on special teams more. And true. So the point being is that I think both of those guys wouldn't make it because you would have that body-slash-substitute for Allen Robinson. Now you're throwing in the rookie, too. So you think they're gonna you think they're gonna carry seven wide receivers this year? Hmm. Well, that's tough. That's what I mean. That we're we're stacked. I mean, we just moved Bradley Soul to tight end. Broniker signed. With, with the possibility of four running backs too. Yeah, I don't see four running backs. I just you don't. Why not? So you don't think your boy White's gonna make they it? They had a lot of running backs last year. You just—it's uh, tough to see because I, I'm—you got to start cutting from somewhere. I mean, you can't really cut from the defense. I don't think. Isn't it Kareth White, right? I like Kareth White. He does have potential. That might, but that might be your four. He might—that might be your practice squad guy. You think? Yeah, I think he's on the practice. Squad. I think he's a practice squad guy. I don't. You don't, I mean, you don't that, think he gets picked up before he hits the squad? Maybe. You know, the team claims him. I think they would. So who would you let go of? I don't know, man. Well, you, I don't think you think Ryan Nolan is going to make the team. I don't. Unless he plays fullback, I don't see it. I would have to agree with that. That's the name that came up in my head. It's like, there's your. I think that's your expendable. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about who is going to be able to. Well, yeah, to, I'm only talking to, four, though. You got to figure in Montgomery. Montgomery, Montgomery yeah, Davis. Cohen. 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 Four. White. There you go. Or no. White. Or does... Or, well, I, mean, I, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that because we've, I've not really seen... Kareth White in the NFL offense, of course, not really seen... I, I think that's a that's a decision that would come in training camp and throughout the preseason. But my gut says... 
I've got a big gut, so <laughs> it says a lot. But that guy is fast, and he's got breakaway home run speed, and I think that's coveted in this offense. And I, th- I think it's pretty cool that we have so much talent that we like that we're talking about carrying in this conversation, carrying seven receivers or four running backs. Yeah, but they carried like, a lot of running backs last year. I'm just year saying we like year. our depth. Right. Like, yeah, we've got it's, depth. It's an awesome feeling to like your depth that far where you're like, who do who do we let go? I just think it's part of Nagy's. I think it's part of Nagy's thing that he's going to carry that many running backs. He carried Taquan Mizell for really nobody knows why last year, and it was to kind of fill that role because you know that's how he wants to run things. He wants to run guys in and out, and you know change Good. shit up. One thing Hogan, Hogan Johns guy. brought that up. He was just filling filling a void. Yeah, yeah, we've mentioned that a few times. Um, yeah, but the. What I, they they killed a couple things last season though. They they were talking about the the breakdown of Green Bay's front office and how it was going to affect the team before the season started. Like they they nailed that. Yeah, how you like uh, their coach tore his uh, Achilles playing basketball. He's nice gonna job. Be, he's going to be cart coach. They're going to start putting that in the coaches. Do they have these young coaches now? I mean, they got to start writing the contracts that way. No basketball during the season. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Like no, a player contract. Yeah, no, I, I know I'm real tore up about it. No selfie sticks on the beach with your Instagram models. You know what I'm saying? You never know what you might tear. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> speaking of receivers and uh, and you know uh, throwing and quarterbacks and whatnot, guess who had the most 50 yard completions last season in the whole NFL? In the air, or was it yak? In the air. Wow. Well, to me, that's more important, right? Why would I mean, Yak is, it's it's in the air. Fifty yards who, in the air. Yes. Who had the most completions of fifty yards in the air last season? Fifty yards plus. Mm. Number ten, Mitchell Trubisky Mitchell with six. David Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not bad. Many of them to Taylor Gabriel. Yes. Okay. Couple of the, versus the Vikings and and the Dolphins. Dolphins and yeah. And all year long it was oh uh, it you know it's he's just throwing short and Tariq Cohen's running taking it to the house, blah blah blah. Kind of funny, right? How many was it? Six. Man, man, the league's changed, huh? And then uh, it was like then Kirk Cousins with five. Deshaun was all the time. Deshaun Watson with five. Case Keenum with five. Illustrious company there. Uh, Russell Wilson with five. <laughs> Kirk Cutler, you said. I just, <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Rodgers with three. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes with three. Yeah, it is different. You know, you think about it. That used to be a staple. You'd go deep at least once or twice or three times in a game. Yeah, but because think about how the the defenses are in. The guys used to throw those bombs for touchdowns back in the day. Those were the stat hogs. You just said Mahomes who blew it up only through three. Right. Like the games changed. Like the. The gunslingers used to, you know, what I mean, just the guys that throw it all over the field. These guys right. now, that then it's not just bombs; like it's it's more methodical. 
It is, but also, it, you know, they they don't uh, – the defenses are in sub-package all the time now. There's there's five defensive backs on the field all the time. So you're just not going to have that opportunity that much. And you you have pass rushers in the game now that can get to the quarterback with just three or four of them. I mean, you know, you didn't really have that as much back then. That just speaks to the fact that we have an aggressive coach now. Offensively, we're we're attacking. We're that's his thing. We will. It's going to start looking good when everything's on. Everybody's on the same page because we're going to be attacking defenses, and we haven't seen an offense like that not in my lifetime in Chicago. I mean, Mart's 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 was Mart's shit was already like been there, done that. It, the, the league was already caught on to it. Well, and it's just like I was talking about before with. Coaches and talent, you know, I mean, Mike March sure looked great when he had Marshall Falk and Tory Holt and Akeem, uh, Oz Akeem and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like the greatest show on turf. He sure looked great when he had all those guys and Kurt Warner, you know, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I think he, he was he was they, he couldn't have done it without them and them vice versa. But it doesn't always translate. You know what I mean? Like he, you obviously couldn't just take his system and put it with anybody. Like it wasn't just gonna work out like that. No, well, five know? and seven step drops with an offensive line they can't block and a quarterback right. that's gonna get killed. Right. And I mean, it works out great when you have Orlando Pace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a like, healthy Orlando Pace. Right. Who's like two? Yeah, we did have Orlando Pace for yes, a minute. He, yeah. He, he, <laughs> yeah. We had the shell of Orlando Pace. What he used to be. But I mean, you know, back then it was he was like two dudes. We have a very innovative coach too now. Like that, like. Did you see yeah. his? Uh, did you see his speech for the University of Delaware? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I thought it was really. I mean, it really kind of put things in in perspective. And you know, he talks about his kid and how after the Kansas City game, he's like, "Did you call the plays for that game?" He's like, "I called them all, son. I called them all." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he got the call. He's like, "You're gonna do the interview?" He's like, "Yeah," and he's like. Just be you, Dad. And it's like, that's stuck. I just found that that was a really cool speech. I really thought that, you know, he's a, he appears to be a really down-to-earth dude, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think, well, the, I think that's why guys like him. It's like he's, right. like he's one of them. A speech like that could totally come off as uh, planned and, and predicted and predictable, but it didn't. Like, I mean, he really – you know, even though he's saying some pretty damn inspirational stuff, it doesn't feel preachy, you know, the way he was saying it. And and I think one of the things that was cool they talked about was that, you know, trust yourself more than anybody else, you know, and take calculated risks. And, I mean, he's just basically saying, he's like, this is what, you know, this is how we're going to run this team. You know, we're going to believe in each other and we're going to take risks and we're going to be different. You know, and and we're gonna be ourselves, and that's what they're gonna go do. You know, and we got a guy that was a player first, right? Back in the day, he he played at high level in college. Even though it was arena football, he still played. Um, I don't know if I call it high level in college. He played for the University of Delaware, dude. Division one quarterback, bro. I agree, but I'm let's to me, not I'm let's sorry. not pretend I'm sorry. that, to me, not pretend that you ever heard of it's... Matt Nagy before. This higher, you never heard of him. Any player, any player that makes it to Division One is a hell of a football player. It doesn't. Okay. Fair. Okay. 
There's a lot of different, but I don't think high level is is a fair statement. He didn't get drafted. He wasn't even. I mean, he had you know. some tryouts on NFL teams. What I'm saying is he ha- he has that player mentality, but he's extremely intelligent. Right. So he he knows how to get through to these players. That that Agreed. was uh, that was where I, my I, point was going. No, I agree, but I'm just saying I don't think he was. A, I don't think, I don't think he was a high level player. I think, I think he was a high intensity guy, and you could see that in the footage of him as an arena quarterback. But I mean, it's it's straight up amazing that this dude was selling real estate, you know, whatever five years ago. I mean. Yeah. He was he was nowhere near the game. It's it's as amazing as Kurt Warner bagging groceries, you know, like to for him to be where he's at now, you know. And and I think it's 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 about his will and his ability to to inspire people and and I think he does it in a way that really works <clears throat> um with the t- with today's player, you know, because you can't the the Newt Rockney style of coaching, you know, doesn't work these days. I mean, it, you can you can have that kind of like rah rah crap, you know, or uh, win one for the Gipper type of crap, and it, and it only goes so far. But I mean, I think you know he's right in it with them, and they they really are all pulling on the the rope together. And and I think you know it'll keep working as long as they keep winning. I mean, I'm not. I want to hear here. him like I want to hear him when he's going off though. Like mm-hmm. once that that would be cool access. You know what I mean? Like, just see that side of him because you know that they know when the cameras are rolling. But like I don't he, think. He, but I'm just saying when he's like the team's down or something in halftime, like just see how that goes down. Like, I don't think you're gonna. Yeah, I don't I think. You, oh, you mean no. like when he's inspiring or when he's pissed? Just both. Like, okay. it would be cool to see as a fan. You, you were never gonna get it, but. No. It, it would be cool to see. I mean, but we're getting so much more access than we ever did before. I mean, how much do we I, ever? I, I just see? want more access, man. Come on. You want to see him on Hard Knocks? No. That was talked no. about a lot. I just don't like um No. It'd be cool because it's your team, but do you really want to see him on Hard Knocks? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, like, like I, I do selfishly, but it just seems like it's just not a good thing for teams. Part of me does, but then part of me doesn't, just because you, you Hard Knocks means you kind of have to share them with everybody. You know, and and hard knocks. You know, they they create they drama. Create, yeah, they create drama. It's just it's reality TV, just like anything else. It's scripted. The all or nothing would be cool, but then again, they'd be following them all season. But I mean, it, I would rather them be on now than in any other situation. Although it would have been interesting as hell to see the the year before Nagy. I mean, because you yeah. could see with the Browns, you could see all of that crap unfolding the way that you know these guys were not supporting Hugh Jackson and how you know it all, I mean all how do you stuff support he, a guy that hasn't won a game in two years was, I mean I mean honestly it's crazy. It's like crazy. that kind of like you said being able to watch them I think it'd be smart for NFL teams in a day where you, people pay for content it would be smart for the NFL teams to control that kind of production for each of their teams and the fan because the fans could buy that access that way it's still yours because it's going to be hard for a fan to watch every team in the league's show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if they do that for their fan base, it's already their camera crews that are around all the time anyway. So it's not like the players are going to – like HBO cameras in there and all that stuff. 
I think I think it might be pretty cool stuff they could put together if they if they went for it. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that there will be that, and I'm sure that if the if the Bears make it to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, there's going to be a lot of stuff that you'll see that gets released because that happens. But if it doesn't happen, then they won't ever release it. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're, 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 I'm sure that they're shooting stuff, and you know, but the other the other thing is they have a lot. They have very limited uh, access to them you know that's collectively bargained um in terms of of what they are allowed to do and and make them do and the time that they have with them is is very limited um you know so so that might change um you know there was something that this past week too where they were they've been talking about uh expansion of the the season to 18 games and you know some of that stuff that 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 I personally am not a fan of, but I really hope that they at least entertain the idea of expanding the rosters, you know, especially the game day roster. I, I, I still to just doesn't make any sense to me why they only dress such a low number of players. Like I don't like they were talking about player safety, you know, and, and all this stuff. And it's like, well, why don't you have more guys dress? You know, why don't you have more guys available? You know, like I don't guys, know if I want to. 18 games would would be bad for the playoffs potentially. I don't want 18 games. Um, just two I more games to risk. Yeah, they, I mean, we guys get injured sometimes. I mean, we had luck last year. I would I would say that it would be terrible, but I could tell you this: if you win a state championship in the state of Indiana, you're playing. Let's see, 10, 1, 2, 3, 13, and you and you're 14, getting on me about Matt Nagy. Not playing I mean, so, good competition. I'm just saying you're like, playing 16, 17, 18 games. South, Southwest Indiana State. No, he's talking about he's talking about playing a lot of games. Playing a lot of games <laughs> as a high school player. Yeah. God, you are a dick. Go back to fucking go be a Patriots fan again. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So it's 18 yeah. games to the state championship. Or I mean, it used to be. Hey, don't forget, the season used to be 14 games. It's not like it's always been 16 games. I mean, it's a long, it's a long haul for a group of kids. But you know, we had in our situation last year, we had numbers, so it kind of helped. That's what I'm saying is you, you better you ha- you better have rosters. numbers if you're gonna right. if you're gonna expand that, you better expand the rosters. And I and the NFL is not even anything like that. You know what I'm and saying? You'd have to completely eliminate preseason games. Well, uh, they're, they're never going to do, do that. that unless unless people <clears throat> stop coming to the preseason games, which they so far they have not. So as long as the the networks are going to agree to broadcast the preseason games, and as long as the preseason games sell out, which they do, you're not going to. It's just not revenue they're going to give up. So I mean, isn't and you know for the the not the fan that doesn't have a lot of money, that's one way you can go see your team. To me, because I've been that guy, I've been on that end of the income spectrum, you know, that might be the club, like, they're going to play in Indy this year in week three of the preseason. That's that's an easy drive. It's an easy in, easy out, cheap ticket. You know, It might price some people out of their season tickets, too, though. What, to 18 games? Yeah, I mean, league-wide. Well, think about what it would do to the stats, though, too. I mean, you know, you're, you're possibly adding 
another 600 yards to every quarterback's Nice. <laughs> you know stats and I mean with, especially with the way the offenses are going crazy yeah I just don't see it with the move towards player safety and things of that nature yeah, I, but, just, you might be good. seeing a lot of backup quarterback play the money is just king though if it seems I mean, like up by a lot why would you continue to play like your starter well, as much see, as that's what I'm saying is that I don't see why you wouldn't ha- why that wouldn't be more of a thing you know what I mean I think it should yeah. be more like college where it's like, okay, well, we're, you know, maybe this game's out of hand one way or the other. Let's get, the, let's get another guy in, and not a guy that we're like super worried about getting injured, you know. I mean, so that, I don't know. I just, I, I, I think it could happen. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I mean, certainly, you know, I hope that they don't, um, that they don't, uh, you know, have a lockout. I mean, it's right. so far we'll see, um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but the you know the players definitely have a lot that they need to uh, <clears throat> that they need to get back towards their end of things. I mean the the players union in the NFL is like the weakest union of all the sports. I mean they definitely get you know for a sport where you really risk your life and your livelihood to play it, they certainly don't get much of a a a, raw, a good deal. Well, I'm, um, good the, I'm good with the 16 games. Well, yeah. I think. Oversaturation would be horrible. I mean, right. We talked about other sports, baseball. Cut, hell, cut half the games out. I am cool with that. Make it more of an event. It's not. I mean, you get your ticket revenue, and I get that. And like, in markets where teams suck, you wouldn't get. You know, you wouldn't get quite the ticket. You would actually probably get better ticket revenue. But then again, you know, it's also a sport where you can kind of take, you can take your kids to it and not be too raped at, at the ticket office, you know? Yeah. Well, and I would say that you think about bringing your kids, Penn state. Oh, Sandusky. Did you really say that? Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And delete. (laughs) This has been a test of the emergency broadcast system. Somebody, somebody snap him with a taking towel. Your, he's like, you're taking your kids and you're going to get right. Like, <laughs> yeah, by the ticket office, yeah, you are in a football game. That's true. I mean, yeah. I would say that the I preseason. Guess, I guess how you want tickets put up. The preseason is more of a, a game I that you might. I to roll with that, man. Damn. No, I'm not rolling with any Penn State jokes, bro. No, I'm talking about the put up, the put up chain. Though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying, I agree with Jared that the preseason, I think, is something that people are still going to want to go to because it is almost kind of like a fan fest type of atmosphere. I mean, you know, they're hoping that they're going to see some of these guys, but that's not really what it's about. It's a, it's a game that you can afford to go to. You can go to the stadium. I mean, fact of the matter is, is that. If you really want to see the game and you want to pay attention to the game, being at an NFL game is probably the worst place to be unless you have amazing seats. You know, I mean, it's it's a great time. Don't get me wrong. But if you want to see the game and really like analyze it and like experience it, you want to be in front of your 60 inch flat screen. You don't want to be, you know, uh, like you have club level. You know, what would be cool is if they on your couch, if they offer you different. If, you know, you some of you subscribe to the Sunday ticket. Yep. Wouldn't it not be cool if you had different camera angles that you could choose from to watch the game? 
In, yeah. a, in a day and age of streaming, why is that not a possibility? I mean, you uh, can do that with a coach's tape after. That. I mean, they're after. starting. They're starting to do it. There's there's different like the NBA Finals. They have uh, different streams that you can follow that are hosted by different people that are that are geared towards um, other things. And then there's I know. Um, I you believe. Want to feel like you're there, Jer? You want that view from the seats? I I love. I mean, there's nothing to me. Nothing beats the experience of going to an NFL game. It is the ultimate party to me. Jer wants like Sunday ticket VR. No, nah, I wouldn't even want VR. I would like to see like a like a sideline view. You know, I agree you can with watch you. it from a sideline view, or you can watch it from you. the defensive side or from the offensive side. I personally just think it's so it's so damn expensive though. Like I I let me know. It would drive like it, the price of the package up. Definitely. It was such. I mean. I mean, these I owners know. are making hands over fists and money. I, mean, I agree. I'm me talking about from the fans. There's a reason for that. They, char- they overcharge true. you. I, I know. I know. The, I was just saying. It's just. Right. Would it not be cool to have that option? Oh, it'd be dope, but it'd be expensive. Just like, but you can't take your kids to an NFL game. I mean, who can do that? No, it's hard. Like, you know. I know what I spent on my ticket last year for the Lions game, and that was the, yeah. the cheapest home game. Just right. Us, us poor white folks, we got to make it work where we can make it work. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, Lions, I haven't seen them before. So. I mean, I don't know. I just, it, it's it's too expensive. I mean, you know, uh, I've I imagine ever... You went to the game. Can you imagine mm-hmm. paying for two more tickets for your kids? No way. Oh. I wouldn't even want to do that. I mean, you know, like getting into the stadium, getting out of the stadium, the parking. Oh, and then you got to the... buy them food. Yeah. You got to buy them drinks. It's... It's crazy, you know. I mean, they, I don't know. I, I, I could, ne- I could never see it. Like to be honest, I, I would it's much rather of a fucking Disney World vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not I don't know about Disney World, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely like, oh, oh. it's about as expensive as a day at Disney. Hold World. on. Billionaire Diddy Buck Warbucks is uh, gonna. Here we go. <laughs> it's, not that, it's, it's not that expensive. But I mean, for a game, I mean, for a game, it's not cheap, and it's tough, man. It's, oh no, it's, so, expen- it's expensive for a day. Probably daily, I would. It's probably the same price. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I mean, you could literally take your kids for a day to Disneyland or Disney World or whatever. Or. But my thing is that I don't. I don't. I mean, yep. I, as well, I do agree with you that it's it can be a great experience. It it's not always. You know, like it, the weather, the, you know, if they're losing, you know, like whatever, you're sitting, sitting by somebody who's an asshole, like, like, it's not, it's not always a better experience. I would take watching a a game at home most of the time over going to a game live. It's always because of the price. One or or two of the price. If the price wasn't an object, I would be. No, if the price wasn't. If it was like if it was like the same as like a baseball game, you know, like let's say let's say if you go to an NFL game for seventy five dollars and get decent seats, then then I would be all. Then it would totally change the tune. But when you're talking two hundred dollars, you know. Like it's crazy. <laughs> you know, there is one. There's, there's only eight of them. That's true. There's only eight of them. That's that's mm. where they got you. That is true. Yeah, but I don't know. I I just as soon honestly be sitting at home 
getting to switch over to Red Zone, having my phone actually work. That's the other thing is your phone never works at the damn stadium because <laughs> it's it's if I live close, 000, man, I don't know. I'd, phones. I'd probably I'd probably if I knew it like a season ticket holder, I'd try to get there a lot, man. If I live close. Yeah, I mean, I try to go one. If I can't make it, if there's not a road game close, I try to make the trek to Soldier Field. And it's six hours for me, but six hours is nothing. Right. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not not motivated that way. The the whole the all of it is just a little too much. Oh no no. The the Lions game, we were yeah. I was there as soon as we could be in line. I was in line. Ready to tailgate and throw down. Yeah, I love tailgate, man. I do too. We got yeah. one. We got one guy on the duh tailgate show. Just like, man, <laughs> uh, I only want to tailgate. Well, you know, once every five years. Nah. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I'm, I'm being honest. Oh no, not me. And there's easy ways to do it too. I think. Nah, I mean, you can set up your tailgate at your house too with your kids, like grilling and chilling. We play cornhole here and the ladder ball stuff and just chill out. But I bet you do play cornhole. No, I'm talking about my kids, man. Damn, <laughs> damn, man. Listen, Sam. What? You, you <laughs> play it, do they play it at Penn State? <laughs> no. So anyway, they, <laughs> it's still cool to be there at the stadium though and experience the the whole tailgate scene. Just I agree being with the getting, fan base. Getting in and out of Soldier Field is a pain in the fucking ass. Like that it's brutal. It's so absolutely brutal. And don't be like, in a hurry. So that's what you should, you know, like, it, it's actually smarter if you, you know, go and tailgate like we did at the Packers game, which is basically like a mile from the stadium or more, you know. Because <laughs> uh, if you're if you're in any one of the regular lots, I mean, you can definitely expect for it to take you like two hours to leave the game. You were <laughs> like, in the, like the lot, though, like with a hardcore Oh, when I was you, you were the Chicago Bear tailgate club, right? Yes, which is yeah. like a which is like a vacant lot underneath the train tracks in like you know, like a very like industrial you know part of uh, of of town. It's not you know there's nothing glamorous about it. You know, it's cool and and uh, and it was cool as shit. I mean, Bears man was there and they right, had a, that's dope, man. They were, Timmy, they were, Timmy with the bus too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, a whole thing. I mean, it was cool. But at the same time, it's not like um, being right by the stadium either. That's what I like, loved about being. It's a long there. ass walk. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like it's easily a mile, mile and a half walk from there. I went to Buffalo and I went to Giants Stadium to see the Bears this year. And I'll tell you what, man, Buffalo. I understand it's not like in the city, but there's private, there's private lots all the way around, just fields. And the tailgating scenes all around the stadium. So it's just a cool atmosphere. You know what I mean? Like, there's something to that. Like, Giants Stadium was just this big parking lot. Stadium's generic to me. I, I, it's not, like, set up well for the fan experience. Like, it's just, you're just kind of, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. But um, I just, that that's cool. That that would be kind of neat for, the, for the, the Bears fans if everything was Bears owned and everything was near the stadium. Right, I I think they definitely missed the boat on that. I mean, I, I don't, you know, there's there's definitely, you know, I mean, you go more than than I've been, Jared, but 
and and you, you it seems like you're in more of like the bears lots right when you're there yeah i've been like south lots a great lot uh mm-hmm. Waldron deck is really nice. That's more of a when you get into that one, you you probably have spent a pretty good mint because literally you're walking right under there and you're in the stadium. So oh really? Yeah. Well, and the reason and the reason the Chicago Bears tailgating club does it over there is because they can do whatever they want. Exactly. Like, nobody messes with you. You know, like there's no there's no oversight by parking security or anything, you know, so anything goes in terms of consumption and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's uh, it's, it's, that's, it's a party. Yeah, it's a party. It's 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 different. You know what I mean? And you can certainly you, know, you can certainly do whatever you want in the regular lots, but within reason, <laughs> you know. So, so, yeah. what you're, so what you're saying is a great I'll tell you a great place. I tell you a great place to tailgate at is Tennessee. Tennessee's got a great tailgate. Nashville is just the way Nashville's they've got cool it set. City. Yeah, the way they've got it set up around the stadium's good. Kansas City, like I said, Kansas City's probably the easiest on and off and setting up and throwing down for me. Indy's more Chicago-like, as in your your vacant lots, but you have to they're within city blocks and uh same with Minneapolis. Well, I think yeah. the best cities usually the tailgate are the ones that have really strong college football culture too, and that's something Chicago really doesn't have. I don't know I'm saying that tailgating's not good in Chicago. I'm just saying like it's different. I mean I feel like you know, you talk about Tennessee, you know, that's college football central. Yeah, Tennessee is Tennessee's a great time. I, that's all I can tell you. Tennessee's a great time. Get there early, stay late, drink whiskey, get fucked up, go to a game. I Man, I remember when I lived in San Diego. I, yeah, I mean that that one strip, Broadway there. That's that that's pretty much the spot. Outside of that, it's like eh, it's all right. But Broadway, it's like that one strip of bars and restaurants. It's like that's like their main strip. Besides that, I don't know. I think I like Chicago better, definitely. Well, I remember going to Charger games in San Diego. They, they, I mean, basically the whole parking lot was like a tailgate. I mean, that was basically how you you just went and you parked, and everybody pulled a little grill out from their from their car, and their coolers were in the back, and it was like it was just the whole parking lot, and right. it was just a huge kind of round circular, you know, See, parking now, lot. Now, when I tailgate. Okay, I've got a table. I have a generator. I have my sound bar. I have my grill. I have chairs, uh, <laughs> food, coolers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's. I'm there for one reason only. We're gonna cook. We're gonna drink. We're gonna listen to some music, and whatever happens from there, happens from there. <laughs> Right. So is, I mean, there, is there string cheese in that playlist? You're damn right. It's whatever you want. How do you want? How you want tailgate put up, bitch? <laughs> how you want put up? Jared's huh? damn professional. Hey, Jared, I'm what's telling the, you, what's man, the top I've five in that playlist, dude? <laughs> Fuck off, Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did he? Did, yeah. Did he talk in shit? But did he? Did he never listen to Rage Against the Machine? I found out the other day. Oh yeah, there you go. I'm like, how is that even possible? Street cred gone. How's that even possible? Uh, this if it was, wasn't gone machine. from the Ed Sheeran experience. Street cred, <laughs> street cred gone. It's Ed sure. Sheeran. Oh my god. A show I went so to my good. wife. Yeah, I went with my wife. Yes. Yeah, I bet you did. And you're like, That's he's really good. He was good. He's fantastic. He I loved him. Life house. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> house nap. That's it. <laughs> and Aerosmith too. They were awesome. I've never seen Aerosmith actually. Hey, HMD. Yeah, the HMD. Gary, Gary Clark Jr. Okay. <laughs> I want to see that motherfucker too. Actually, I was listening. If anybody ever gets a chance to see Gary Clark Jr., dude is amazing. Tom Morello has a show on XM on Lithium, and he was playing some Gary Clark Jr. today. Dude's badass, I'm telling you. He is, man. He's got, like, that Hendrix thing going on with the guitar, but it's real bluesy, like, yeah. Nasty. He's not Hendrix, but all right. No. I said he's got that kind of thing going on. (laughs) No, I know. We're going to start arguing, like, musicians now. Fuck, it's oh, like, let's go. On my fucking string cheese incident, yeah, we are going to start talking about it. I just think it's weird that you play music and you don't know about Rage. I mean, not that they're like, I don't know, it's just how do you miss them? Especially the Battle for Los Angeles album, oh my god. Okay. High school, high school was, it was all hip-hop for me. Like, uh-huh. High school for me was... But, but Rage Against the Machine is like, is like rock hip-hop. I mean, Zach De La Rocha is basically like rapping most of the. I don't know. It's just weird to me. You should you should go back. Were you skateboarding back then too? Was I no? I was a fucking what? That doesn't even fucking make any sense. Rage Against Machine and skateboarding do not go I together. I don't know, bro. I haven't. I'll, yeah, I'll, have, I'll have to put them on my. Uh, I'll have, have to listen. You're gonna you're gonna it go. I'm gonna go listen. You can't even. We you're gonna want to hate them so bad. You're, you're acting like, like I don't yeah. like Metallica or something. You're like. Bro, you know I mean you it's rage, bro. Like okay, no, I'm, no, I I'm not saying them. you have to love them. I'm just saying to be completely ignorant of them is bizarre. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I mean I've listened even to some sh- redneck like me's heard of them. I've Come listened. To, I've listened to string it's called Rage incident. Against the Machine. I'm, I'm sure it was big there. I, it actually you, was. Okay. It was big everywhere. They I were just huge. Was, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll get my rage on and get back to you, all right? All right. You'll enjoy it. All right. He should. I mean, but now he's not going to just to spite me. No. <laughs> yeah, I listen to rage. Total whatever. They're just whatever. Hey, I listen to a lot of shit, though. Hey, I listened to a string cheese incident thing, and it, it was cool. A little jam band thing going on. I, I, appreci- like, I appreciate I, it all. Yeah, I, and I don't, I don't give you too much shit. No, I'll, I'll listen to, I'll listen to Rage and get back to you, man. Rage is, is interesting. It's all attitude, so you'll enjoy it. So, all right, now that we're done all with right. our rock and roll review. So it. here's one. Anything else? No, it's just not it, man. You got Shaheen doing, Shaheen. <laughs> doing some karate, some martial arts, some. Oh yeah. Karate. Something, man. So. It, do you think this is like a Kevin White working out thing? Or you God, think this is, I hope you think not. This kid's, you think this kid's finally going to do something? No. Like, 
He nope. gonna break a piece of wood and then gonna break his leg. The damn chicken leg. I don't think he's gonna do anything. I think he's a total bust. I think it was a waste of the waste of a pick. I've thought that since that pick was made. So 17 catches, 175 yards, four touchdowns in two seasons. He's a he's a bust. I mean, everyone, oh, this is the make or break year. Okay, great, but what what's it gonna take? It's I mean, like the, when he is healthy, though he is. It's like you see effectiveness. But he's big. But it's it's not it's in such small clips because he's like it's either an ankle. It's like you got, it's a, you wasn't know, there a chest you got, muscle? You got people got people uh, people running tape about how how he high points the ball. Oh my god, look at him high point the ball. It's like he's six foot eight. How could he not high point the ball? <laughs> like how high do you think the ball is? <laughs> like, I, I only know, I may only know one thing that might be higher. Uh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what you're talking. Hey, man, it's been a long day. Hey, it's legal in Illinois now, boys. Come on. Good for them. Got sports gambling. Gonna have a casino in downtown Chicago. I would never took before a podcast anyway. No. Well, no, we wouldn't. It's a serious business. <laughs> I mean, you know, what would the network say? <laughs> I know the guy that runs it. He's a real dick. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> a drinker too. I hear it yeah. kind of does. He does have potential though. It just man, it kind of sucks. Like I hope, I hope it would be nice to see it all come together. Yeah, because I think he has yep. definitely potential, has potential. Potential and three dollars will get you a cup of coffee. Yeah, not a good one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's kind of an average one. <laughs> Speedway. So I emailed. So, uh, <laughs> I, I saw a tweet. That's what it was. Um. Yeah. Something about like, oh yeah, he's killing it. No TAs. I'm like, here we go. Yeah, helmets, helmets and shorts. He's killing it in helmets. He has the physical makeup to do stuff. Yes, we all agree on that. I mean, he just, he's like a baby gazelle. It's like, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, this just, yeah, it's terrible. He's like a newborn horse. Yes. It's just like, Get names. on your feet, boy, and run. Going everywhere. Like, Homie oh. says run. <laughs> Tornado's coming. <laughs> get, get, get to the shelter. <laughs> Good legs everywhere. Oh. Every time he, he falls, every time he falls yeah. down, he breaks a rib. I want him to get it together, but yeah, I think I think he's gonna be. I think it's it. I think I, it's it. Yeah, I don't – I just – I think it, the the fact that they took Dax Raymond tells you exactly what they really think of Shaheen. I mean, so we, that, need, we, need, we need somebody to step up and be the man in that group. I think you're going to yes. get that. I think you're going to get it from our guy. I think you're going to get it from my guy down here, Broniker. I think he's got a shot, at least <laughs> – Laughing at me. Oh. At least he knows how to run. Wow. I want to get you somebody that loves you That's like Jerry and Broniker. You're going to be all right. That, that, good, that good gag order, but what you gagging on, Jer? Shit, what did I do? I think Broniker will definitely have a better season than Shaheen. I can, there you I can, go. I can tell you that much. I feel way more confident about that. 
I mean, he, at least he looked like he was in place in the offense. Yeah. He's not looked at it at Jeez. all. Yeah. He looks I good mean, on goal line, but so did Bradley Soul. How did they really like? I mean, I'm did that really down. did that really happen? That that, that that Burton got hurt and they just ran all the same plays that they were going to run with him to Shaheen. I mean, that really happened. That was terrible. Uh, I wrote that they, down. Bron- Broniker over Shaheen. I'm dating this shit. I really hope that they... Yeah. They do, they, do they... I mean, I, I personally hope they never run that tight end shovel pass play ever again. Even though yes. they've gotten they've gotten some first downs with it, I just I don't know I don't like yeah, that just, play. It has I, place in the offense. Well, they, and you'll see it. I remember that back when the back when the the Bears website would post these videos to get you all hyped about these guys they drafted or picked up in free agency, and uh, they saw Broniker as like this like nutty professor that was like a they used to call him something similar to Gronk out in because he didn't he play in a was it UMass. I went to Harvard. Harvard, okay. I'm just saying it was it was a Massachusetts college, and so they they were like referring to him as the next the Gronk type, just the same thing we got with Shaheen. And I mean, every team continues to try to draft that next Jimmy Graham, Gronk. You know, I just, he does have a good skill set. I, I like Broniker. I just I I didn't I, the first I've heard of somebody saying he's going to be the man. Well, I would say I said that he would be better than Shaheen. And I agree with that. I don't think Shaheen is shit. Because oh, w- beforehand I had said we need somebody to step up and be the man in that group. You're like, don't be surprised if it's Broniker. And then I just okay. That, well, that's when that's when I I think he can. I walk. wouldn't be. Su- I think he I can run around. If, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Bradley Soul ends up getting more at- run than uh, Shaheen. Well, I mean it's tough. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be <laughs> you, actually, you had to think about it. Well, I'm just I'm I'm being optimistic. It says that he stays all you healthy. need to know about. I think Shaheen. if he if he could stay healthy, I don't know. Well, here's the thing: is that they, they want Shaheen to to be that U tight end, which is basically like a wide receiver He's type of, and he is not that. And other, the problem with him is that he can't really block. So so if you're gonna, you know, like you got to be able to do one of the two. <laughs> So you you know I would easily much more easily buy Soul staying in chipping and then going out into the flat or running a little you know you know seven yard slant curl type of thing and, and getting getting you know yards off of that than than I'd buy Shaheen trying to be Travis Kelsey I just don't see it like Shaheen just I don't know. I just, I just physically, I just don't think he's, he's, he's it. I mean, it was a, it was a huge reach to, to bring up a guy, who, you know, who hadn't really played against any kind of real competition, you know, and, and think that he was going to be, you know, it's, it, he's the guy that should have been picked in like the fifth round, and we picked him in the second. Well, I mean, whatever, you know, pace has been good for the most part. So what are you going to do? But we're kind, I of just, st- we're kind of still waiting for like something from Shaheen and like greatness from Floyd where like, it's like mm-hmm. Floyd has been good. Yeah. And no, no, Rod, no. He's been good and rosterable. And I think Shaheen, the question is, is he at some points, do you even think he's rosterable? Yes. Yeah, right because now? Of, I mean, because of, of his injuries have. and because of, 
he's not really out there producing and just like, oh, he's a world beater. No, he's just not. Yeah. You know, he had Pace, some flashes. Pace is going to hold on to him and, and try to make him pan out just as hard as he did with Kevin White. I mean, you could see the way the team rolls. No, I, don't, she, I don't know. I think Shaheen's they might, they might be a little more patient with him, shoots. What? They might be a little more patient with Shaheen than White. White was a, a what very... What year are we in? His, this is what year? They were extremely patient with White. They they were, but what I'm saying is they they expected they expected him to be like great quicker, I think. Like, as it stands I, right I, now... I think they're more he, patient with Shaheen in general. As it stands right now... He's he a second, had a longer he's, way to go. He's in a their mind round. when they draft him. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. He's a second-round pick. As it stands right now, would you pick up his fifth-year option? Nope. Nope. No way. No, no way chance. in hell. Not unless – I mean, he's got to give me 50 catches this year. 40 catches at least. I need to see 40, 40. for 700 yards. I, even if it's for 400 yards, I don't care. Give me 40 catches. Catch the ball 40 times. Like, be open and catch the damn rock. And I don't think he – I don't think he gets 25 catches. I mean, I just don't I, – I, I don't either. I don't see it. Like, you know. Uh, He's you know. a weapon in the red zone. Well, so is Bradley Soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's say it. Right. He's, big, he's just as big a target. And I think he's more of a threat to run block and – well, and I just don't – I don't think that's uh, – I don't really think that's Mitch's game is like the the fade route to the big tight end, you know. Like, it, I hope it could be. I hope that, you know, that's something that they might, uh, you know, be able to do. But, like, I just don't really, you know. There's only, there's only a couple guys that do that. Yep. I mean, it, it – they might, they might end up getting there. It's it's really just getting that chemistry going where you you trust the guy to be where he's supposed to be and not have to see it. Like I think that's that's going to get better and better for him. I just worry though, like when you start when you start trying to do things like those jump balls and those back shoulders that got so popular for a while, what def- smart defenses start to bait you into those things and and those balls just you know they get pick six all over them and we start yeah i mean you just see it like you know and you saw it with cutler and alshon and and some of those things where it's like when you become dependent on that and honestly like i think that's what we're gonna maybe see with nick Foles. you know i mean Foles was throwing like those lobs all game in the playoffs man it was just so frustrating it's like catch it well and we'll see what happens when he's you know on a team with no receivers how that goes, you know. So, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. I just, you know, uh, uh, what I think is going to be most interesting about the preseason and about the camp is that, uh, like I said, I don't think we're going to see a lot of these top line guys in playing. I think it's all going to be behind closed doors. What's what you know what Nagy sees, and you know even more so than the previous year. And I know I said that before, but I just think that's going to be how it's going to be, so we're, we're not going to really know. It'll be interesting, the battles. A lot of the battles are going to be position battles that are going to be determined in training camp and throughout preseason, so I, that is something to look forward to. Yeah, I guess Gerald McCoy signed with the Panthers. Yeah. 
Good for him. Uh, Meh. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. On that note. Well, you got anything else? No, we, got, we, we were talking earlier about Childress. There was the article you said they mentioned on Hogan Johns. I didn't, I didn't even know he grew up being a Bears fan. That's, that's pretty cool, actually. Like, his whole family's from the area, like Aurora. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, it also puts Mitch with, like, four guys that played the position of quarterback on, on the team for coaching. So th- there's a lot of resources there for him. There's a lot of weapons there for him. It just one step in the direction of they've never surrounded a quarterback like this. Like, uh, we expect the step to be this year. Yeah, absolutely. It's There we go. Well, Childress is brought in for the run game component, too. You know, what he's done with the run game. I mean, yeah. I think it's also as a veteran, just a veteran voice. Somebody right. everybody can kind of turn to, which I think is pretty humble. And Nagy, you just won NFL Coach of the Year, and you're bringing in a guy to, to lean on. Like, that's the type of dude he is. There's no pride there. Like, so it's an awesome, it's an awesome person to have as a head coach. Like, how many head coaches do you hear bringing basically an advisor after you just won Coach of the Year? Like it, We had him there last year, too, for a little while. We, well, he left, but I'm just saying, they, it, it's just pretty well, cool. Well, they man. asked him and why. He's just, a cool, he's just a cool cat. Well, they asked him why did he come back, and he said, you know, because he wanted to be a part of this. He wanted to be a part of the Bears, and he wanted to be a, wanted to be a part of what Nagy's doing. So, I mean, there you go. Again, you know, it's all it's though? all it's all sunshine and rainbows until we till we come out fucking one and five. I mean, let's we be come honest. out one I mean, and five. It'll be that's what I'm saying. Like you know, like it's all great. You know what I mean? Like all this is fucking. You know, we can we can blow smoke up Nagy's ass all we want. That, like the Smurf intro song. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. all It'll happy. It'll be bulls on parade. Yeah. yeah, bulls on parade. It'll be just another bomb track. Yep. Started as a sketch in my notebook. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywho, well, you got anything else? We'll wrap it up. I think we um, successfully wasted more than an hour of people's time. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> well, I wanted to steer enjoy the, the 100 year celebration, and I'm going to feel the same way when you guys are talking about going to training camp because I can't. I'm not making it out there. Hopefully, next year I can get out there for that, but. It's here, man. I mean, it's just a couple of days away. I cannot wait to get out there. Cannot wait to get to Chicago, check the city yep. out. AA hooking up the itinerary, man. I uh, just, it's going to be great. Yes, Looking forward yes, to yes, it. Yes, yes, it's going to be good. Yes, well, live it up. Enjoy. Yeah. I would. Indeed. So, well, uh, another episode of the Tailgate Show. We got to thank hey, our sponsor, TixBlitz, com. Those guys? Those guys, man, they're looking for tickets. We were talking about getting tickets to games. They're too expensive. Well, you can find them on TickSplits, and you don't have to pay all those extra fees. And so thank you uh, very much. And then also check out our uh, our sister show here on the Tailgate Productions, Halitech Hall. We're going to be talking about uh, some more of this list and uh, some players maybe that got snubbed. Uh, so that'll be fun. Man, Mike's and, taking people to school, man. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's 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 been an education for me, um, definitely. So if you haven't checked that out, check that out. And we definitely appreciate all the uh, support, all the downloads, all the shout outs, all the interaction. And uh, we just uh, we we're doing it for the honey, not the money, baby. 
The Tailgate Show. The Bears. The Bears. The Tailgate. <laughs>